All right, first of all, <laughs> hallelujah. So, you know, in meetings like this, we have come to receive, um, when, when we come for meetings like this, we must come to receive a mandate, a focus, a direction. So, one question you should ask yourself is, <clears throat> by the time you are leaving on Sunday morning, or Sunday night, sorry, Sunday afternoon, evening. What am I going to live with? Miles Moreau says that, um, he says something that my pastor always repeats, that when you go for a meeting, you must leave that meeting with a mandate. So you must always ask yourself, as I've come to this meeting, what is the mandate of God of my life now? Does that make sense? And that must inspire and direct your path as you keep moving. And you know, luckily enough, we're having this at the early stage of the year. So you can quickly tell yourself and reorganize your plan and say, for the rest of the year, this is what I received in Silent Sound 2022. Does that make sense? All right, Matthew 28. We want to look at making disciples. Matthew 28. I believe that as I grow in God's word, as I study God's word much more, I, I, I say it this without missing words that. Uh, and I told my pastor one time, I said, it is what God has called him to do that I'm doing. And he, I heard him say one time, he said, it's what God called Kennedy Yegin to do that he is doing. I told him and I said, I told him some years ago and I said, it's what God has called him to do that I'm doing. And it's, it's, it's very evident as I grow in ministry, as I see what the Lord is doing, is showing us the focus and everything. The mandate is not changing. It's the same thing. So we want to look at making disciples. <clears throat> Matthew 28, verse 16. Verse 18. Let's look at verse 18. <clears throat> it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And that says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So I'm just going to be direct. I'm just going to break all protocols of introductions and all of those things. I just want to go direct because we studied wild harvest, right? And we said that how we're going to have the harvest is true, <coughs> trained, and responsible men, right? Yes, sir. So that's disciples. Now, how do you make disciples? And we said, <clears throat> if we follow Jesus' pattern of teaching, he instructed us that. With, and he was telling his disciples in this Matthew 28, it says, they should make disciples of all nations. All nations would mean every sphere. White, black, yellow, blue, Orange, every color. <laughs> so the word teach implies in verse 19 when it says, Go therefore and teach. 
And that what teach implies to make disciples. It means to train people. To enroll a student or an apprentice out of them. How many of you have watched Mokalik in on Netflix? How many of you have watched Mokalik? Let me see your just few of you, okay, so that means you don't know what it is. How many of you have done um uh internship before? What if you have done internship? Let me see your hands. Intern, you have, you have interned somewhere before. Good. Now, what does that mean? They are training you, right, so that you can understand the nature of the job. I don't know if you have done orientations before. You you went to a job and they did orientation and all of those things. Now, that is training. You know, they were not necessarily teaching you. They were making you wanting to. It's like saying, and you know that those orientations used to be fast because they want you to get to work immediately. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yes, sir. I, I remember when some, I remember there was a time I worked in UPS in Indiana. Yeah. I don't know if you know UPS, uh, the one in, um, not even, no, 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 no. there's one in Zionsville area, 71st Street area, that area, there's one in that area, when it's like you're going to Morales, in that area, there's one in, there's one UPS in that area, and the, I remember when, when it, was, it was a night job, and they were to train us, they fastened, they, they will teach you um, theory for a while, take you class. But that class is just one day. The next thing they are trying to make you understand is how to do the packing, how to understand how to use the machine immediately. And that is an enrollment into a school. That is an enrollment to enroll, to make students. Apprentice out of them, and it involves. And this in this meeting, I'm going to like I'm talking, you know, I'm free because I believe I'm talking to my workers, right? I'm talking to my people, right? So I'm going to be very practical with you, share practical examples and the scriptures with you in this meeting because I want you to understand it, and you have to know how to raise them because some of you have been doing it wrongly. It's time to get it right. Does that make sense? So it involves a process and it is indicative of a progressive learning. It involves a process and it is indicative of a progressive learning. Now, Matthew used Matthew the, the Matthew used the word uh, disciples in some instances. Look at it in Matthew 13, verse 52. I expect that you are there. Matthew 13, verse 52. Who is it? Alright. Yeah, you have to, you have to know to, this is the workers meeting, so this is not a alright. He says, and he said unto them, Therefore, every scribe which is instructed, he used the word instructed unto the kingdom of heaven, is like a man that is an house which bringeth forth the treasure out of new and old. He says, therefore, every strike which is instructed, that's the key word there, instructed, that's discipleship. 
Now look at Matthew 27, verse 57. It should be there. Matthew 27, verse 57. Are you there? Yes, sir. Alright. It says, When evil was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea. The Bible used rich man. And we explain rich and all of those things in the world as well. And rich man named Joseph, who also himself was what? A disciple. No, who also himself was what? Jesus' disciple. No, not a disciple. Jesus' disciple. So Joseph the Arimathea was what? Jesus' So in Matthew 20, verse 19, he says, Go therefore and teach. The word disciple, go, in that Matthew 20, verse 19, he says, Go therefore and teach. The word disciple is from the Greek word matetes, M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S, M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S. It, it refers to an apprentice, a pupil, or one who is learning. You can call a new convert a disciple. No, he's not yet learning. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not yet learning. It's like saying, what do they refer to a new student? Fresher. They don't refer to the person yet as a student. They call them freshers. Schools have weeks of welcome for them. Welcome, you are still not student though. Freshers. Disciples, they are learning. So Jesus instructed those he was teaching and training because they saw Jesus train them and Jesus was instructing them to go and make disciples. Students, pupils of every nation. Some of you still have that stupid mindset of, I don't want to disturb them. I don't want to, I feel like I'm in their space. What stupid statement is that? I feel like that I'm too much in their space. Do you know how you were raised? Was somebody not too much in your space? Was somebody not bugging you all the time? Now it is time for you to reproduce the same thing. You are saying, I'm too much in their space. I just feel like let's calm down. Calm down for what? What kind of devil? What kind of what kind of devil is whispering to you? Let's calm down. What's that? I feel like I just spoke to somebody. What's that? What's that? Because I knew that by in this meeting I'm going to be talking and my talking I'm going to be addressing everybody. I know that what I'm saying because this meeting is not even part of what I'm planning to share. So I know that I'm talking to somebody. That's a devil whispering to you and telling you to calm down. What's calm down? We say go and reach out to somebody. Follow up on this person. You say, can, can we take it easy? Take what easy? What's take it easy? What's that? What language is that? God, did God take it easy over us? He came down as a man to die. Did he take it easy? Let me focus. Focus, 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 focus. 
So mathesis. We said the Greek word is mathesis. And it is and it was employed by Jesus several times in his teaching ministry. Look at in Matthew 26. It was employed by Jesus. Mathesis. Let's look at how it was used. Matthew 26, verse 18. Matthew 26, verse 18. Now see trying to lay a foundation. Are you there? He said, it should be there. He says, and he said to me, and he said, Go into the city to such a man and say unto him, The master said, My time is at hand, and I will keep the Passover at my house with my what? You see the same thing repeated in Mark 14, verse 14. You should be there. Mark 14, verse 14. You should know how to open scriptures on time. Mark 14, verse 14. Are you there? Yes, sir. Are you there? Yes, sir. Alright. It says, Now, whatsoever he shall go him, say ye to the good man of the house, the master said, Where is the guest chamber? Where shall I eat the Passover? With what? My, My disciples. disciples. Luke 22, verse 11. And ye shall say unto the good man of the house, the master said, Where is the guest chamber? Where shall he be Passover? With what? My disciples. John 8, verse 31. And, his, and then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Look at it in John 13, verse 15, verse 35. He said, But this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one another. Look at John 15, verse 8. He says, Wherein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. So, observe the reoccurring term of the word, my disciples, that he used in all of these things. This implies, because Jesus, are you saying that Jesus personalized it? Are you seeing it, guys? Yes. Don't forget, what did we say disciples is? What did they say? Let's, let's say it again, everybody. Let's, let's have the story. Someone who is what? Learning. An apprentice, right? A student, right? And someone who is what? Learning. Now, Jesus now personalized it and said, My disciples. So this implies that a disciple is a learner of his teacher. A disciple is a learner of his teacher. This implies, and it also implies, that a disciple will be a reflection of the one from or of whom he is learning. It will be his reflection. A disciple will be his reflection. It will, so, it's like saying, you are reproducing yourself in another person. There will be your reflection. So in other words, the master will be seen through his disciples. 
such that it can be said that the disciple is the one who is being trained with or to have a mindset. One who has a change of mindset. Does your disciple have a change of mindset? I taught you this in forgiveness of sins. If you have listened to it, methanonia, um, something like that. I can't remember. That repentance means a change of mindset. So, a disciple is someone whose mindset has changed. The way and the perception of which he sees life has changed. He is no more seeing life in, in a shallow way. He is seeing life in God's perspective. And that is as a result of what you have taught. I'll come again. Don't forget the text we just read. Jesus personalized it and said, My what? Disciples. So we said that a disciple is a learner of his what? Of his what? So that shows men are learning from you. They are a, they are learning. And see, there's a way I'm teaching you this deliberately because I want you to be able to raise men. I want men to learn from you. And this implies that a disciple will be a reflection of and from the one he's learning. Just like I'm having impact in your life. You are happily part in other people's life. Are you seeing it? It's a reproduction. So it's like saying, I've reproduced myself in you. You are reproducing yourself in them because it's the same thing we are doing. Everyone is now in one accord. Are you seeing it? That is discipleship. So, their mindset is changing. No one is thinking ministry. No, I don't expect that any one of you is thinking ministry is a joke now, right? None of you should have, none of you have that mindset. All of you have the mindset of ministry is labor, right? Because that is it. But there are some other churches. They believe that ministry is suit. Omeletics. The, 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 the poshness. That, that's what they are trained with. But I am not trained that way. Are you seeing it, guys? Yes, are you seeing it? Yes, what we are taught from the scriptures, and I am trained, is to see ministry as a work, labor. It is not glamorous. That is why you don't see us on social media posting every Sunday service. We are still trying to, we are even begging God for the souls that we come to church on Sunday. We are now posting their picture. We are now exposing them to the devil. People that we still we fasted and prayed, then they should at least sit down. 
do it because they got those people from the same social media. We did not get them. We we went in the cold. Please. Have, have you met that for example? My pastor was sharing a story with us recently. He said, there was one time he went to a disciple. Because of the spirit of the disciple, he just changed his clothes to a girl's dress. And I said, hi, what's up, what's up? A man! He said, what? Because of a disciple. He said, because in, his, in the father of that disciple, catch him, there is a man. He will beat. So he just said, hi, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. So we are trained. The way I have trained every one of you is to see ministry as labor. Are you saying that your mindset is changing like that? I don't expect that. Prayer meeting now. You will carry your phone. Hallelujah. Just finished my three hours prayer shift. Wow, it wasn't easy, guys. Look at, look at, look at my friends. Show them what I'm going to say, say, say. Show them what I'm going to say. I don't know if you are going to do this. I need, what? Is, I don't you can't do it. It's not possible. With those stream prayer meetings, I can't do it. How? Come on, pray, 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 and everybody will not mute their mic. Join in, join in. Join in, join in. Join in to pray. Some people do it on Facebook. Join in to pray on Facebook. Ow! And in the Facebook, in their message, they're idea. Hey, so what's your idea? Hello, what's up? They go, I'm good, you? I'm sweet. <laughs> when you actually beat her. So, a disciple is a reflection of his teacher. Are you seeing it, guys? So, that shows that what you are going to produce now in the lives of the people with you will be a reflection of your teacher, right? A reflection of you too, right? Yes. Right, guys? Yes, so your disciple is not going to be taking phone to play. Right? Yes, your disciple is not going to be sitting down in prayer. You don't you sure I'm sure you don't sit down in prayer. The three hours prayer shift, you don't do it sitting down. Abby? Yes, Abby? Yes, sir. Or do you? No, sir. In general, do you? No, sir. No, sir. Because we don't hear. Not dream, do you? No, sir. Better. Go sit down. Mission is possible. We can give. Is there even share mission? No. It was stacked. It was stacked. This year, the Lord, Holy God. He's going to bless your life. Why are you thinking? What's that? Are you not a disciple? So, there is a learning 
to the faith of in Christ Jesus. Look at him, Colossians 1. Look at Colossians 1, verse 7. There is a learning. Colossians 1, verse 7. As ye, look at it. Is it as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is one of you, a faithful minister of Christ? It says, they learned from who? They learned from me. And Epaphras is reported to be the pastor of that church. They learned from me. <coughs> so, you see that disciples learn from their who? Teacher. From their who? Teacher. Look at 1 Timothy 2, verse 11. 1 Timothy 2, 11. You should be there. Are you there? Yes, sir. Oh. Are you there now? Yes, sir. All right. Let the woman learn in silence with what? All suggestion. It says learn. Look at 1 Timothy 5, verse 4. 1 Timothy 5 verse 4. But if any widow have children or nephew, let them learn first to show piety as no man to require and to requite that parent, for it is good and acceptable before God. Look at it, verse 5. It now says, uh, let's look at verse 13. Let's look at verse 13. It now says, And with that they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not idle, but thoughtless, and also busy bodies, speaking things they ought not to. Look at this. 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. You should be there. Look at what Paul told Timothy. Look at what Paul told Timothy. He says, let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So you see, he even used the word learn twice. He says, continue in the things which you have what? Learned. Knowing of whom you have done what? Learned them. Discipleship. So Jesus instructed his disciples. Now we can safely say the disciples are those who are learning of him, right? Right, guys? Right? To make to so he instructed his disciples to make disciples of all nations, implying a process that would involve continuous learning. It is, see, it is a lifelong thing. There is no end to discipleship. It is lifelong till you die. There is no end to it. Stop saying, after I, I outgrow this thing. There is no stage to outgrow. Stop saying that stupid thing. All of you know my pastor. You see him on my status almost every week. That is who I'm learning from. And I'm going to be there for life. God help me. Amen. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is a disciple. It is lifelong. A process of continuous learning. It is not orientation where you just do orientation and just start the job. No. 
It is called that is why if you notice even in job they have retraining, they will retrain you again after a while, right? Some people that do Amazon, you will notice after a while they will retrain you. After a while they will retrain you. After a while they will retrain you. It's a process of continuous retraining. A meeting like this now is a meeting where we are trained. We will go and do the work, come back again, be trained, go back again. Are you seeing it? Go back again, go and do the work, be trained, go back again. We, are you seeing it? It's a continuous learning. All of you might, will, might probably leave Rochester tomorrow to go and pioneer works in different cities. As you are pastoring in those places, you'll be coming for meeting, you'll be trained, you'll be fired, you'll be led. Are you getting what I'm saying? You go, come back again, bring your people, go, come back again. It's one forever. So in Matthew 28, verse 20, he said something. Go there, quickly. Matthew 20, verse 20. You should be there. It says, teaching them to observe all things that are commanded you. The word teaching there is from the Greek word didasko. D-I-D-A-S-K-O. Didasko. It implies to expound or to explain. That is, you will keep expounding to them. You will keep explaining to them. That's the word teaching. Let's look at the references of the word, the dasko. Let's see some references. At 4 verse 2. You are there. You should be there. You are already there. At 4 verse 2. Being grieved that they thought, the word thought, that's the word, that's the word the dasko. He said that they taught the people and preached through Jesus and the resurrection from the dead. In verse 18, he says, And they called them and commanded them that they should not speak at all, nor teach the school. That is, what do we say the school means now? To expound, to explain. In the name of Jesus. At 5 verse 21. At 5 verse 21. So we're going to look at this and we're going to... So, look at it. It says, And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught the Dasko. But the high priest came and they that were together, that were with him, called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. In verse 42, in verse 42, he says, And daily in the temple and in every house, they did what? Let's read together. One to ready go. This did not stop expounding and explaining. So, what am I doing now? No, what, what am I doing now? What am I doing now to you guys? I am teaching. I am expounding. I am explaining. Why is the messages on this SoundCloud? So that you will listen to the explanation. To the expounding of the scriptures. Are you seeing it? Discipleship. So that you will learn. And from that, what you are learning, you will now what? Teach others. The task. Look at Paul and Barnabas. At 11 verse 26. 
At the level of the spirit, you should be dead. He says, and when they found him, he brought them unto Antioch, and they came to pass. The whole year assembled themselves with the church, and they taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians now. He says, they taught much people. That's what's going to happen to us this year. Amen. Amen. At 15 verse 35. At 15 verse 35. He says, Paul and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others. See, preaching and teaching. At 20 verse 20. Let's look at Paul. At 20 verse 20. He says, and how I like this. I like this. He says, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. You know, that should be the that should be the joy of a preacher that you did not hold back anything from your student. He says, but I have showed you, I have taught you. He used the word didasco publicly and from house to house. Just teaching, teaching. Says publicly and from house to house. What did he do? Testifying both to the Jews and also the Greek. Repentance towards God and the faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts 21, verse 21. Acts 21, verse 21. It says, and they and they are informed of thee that thou teachest all Jews. He says, He teacheth all Jews, didasco, and among all Gentiles, and forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither walk in the customs. In verse 28, crying out, Men of Israel, this is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place. And father brought Greeks also into the temple and have polluted the holy place. Paul was just teaching, expounding, explaining. Acts 28, verse 30. Acts 28, verse 30. It says, Paul dwelt two whole years. In his own hired house and receive all that came in, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. So the word didasco has a similar root with the Greek word didache. D-I-D-A-C-H-E. And it implies a kind or mode of explanation. A kind or mode of explanation. So, it was referenced for Jesus. So, it was referenced. So, Jesus had an outstanding doctrine. Jesus' mode of explanations, he had an outstanding doctrine. So, even the scribes were learning. The scribes were intellectuals of their day. The scribes were the PhD, the professors, 
the, the ones that are doing research. The scribes were learning. Scholars of scriptures, that is the Old Testament scriptures, they learned. So, disciple, like I said again, is an apprentice, right? Yes, sir. A learner. So, in studying the, stu- the scriptures, a student of the Bible should patiently look at what discipleship is all about. And that's what we want to do. We call this making disciples. So, now let's see how did those 12 people, how did they become Jesus' disciples? How did, they, how, how did they become his disciples? Look at Mark 3. I, I think I did a slant of this teaching in Jesus and his disciples. Mark 3 verse 14. Mark 3 verse 14. Mark 3 verse 14. It says, And he ordained twelve that they should do. Let's, I'll wait for you. Mark 3, 14. Are you there now, everybody? Yes, Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. And your day is well. I'll wait till you have it. One, two, ready, go. Everybody. And your day is well, that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach. Verse 15. And to power to and So he said, he ordained the twelve that they should be with him. So Mark's synoptic shows us the purpose why he called them. He called them to be with him. And what? Why? That he might send them forth to preach. So you know, the being with him now we mean that we learn from him, right? Yes, and then he sends them forth to preach. Look at in Mark 1, verse 14. Look at what happens there. Mark 1 verse 14. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. In Acts in verse 16, as he walked by the sea of Galilee. Don't forget, so Jesus was preaching. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it, guys? He was preaching. Then as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew and the brothers casting their nets, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me. I will make you what? Become fishers of men. And straight away, they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further, he saw James. Are you seeing? So, look at him. Jesus came into Galilee doing what? Preaching. Look at how he got his disciples. Are you seeing it, guys? Preaching. Then he saw another guy again. He saw. He went a little further. And how did he do? He saw James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, who were sheep mending their net. I'm going to teach you sheep mender, net mender, all of these things. I'm going to teach you all of these principles. You wondering how does this relate to the gospel? The one net mender. Uh, maybe mission is possible. I'll do that. 
He said, the sheep mending their nets. Are you, are you, look at something. I want you to look at something, guys. Do you see that? He saw Simon and Andrew. People like friends. He now saw another one. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, a family. So, Jesus' disciples, they all knew each other. They were not all 12 strangers. So, don't think you cannot, your sister or your brother cannot be your disciple. It's a lie of the devil. He says, they went a little further, so... James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, who were sheep mending their nets. And look at what he now says in verse 20. He says, And straight away he called them, and they left the. <laughs> These guys are wild. He says, They left their father, Zebedee, in the sheep, and they hired servants and went after Jesus. <laughs> That's discipleship. Do you know that? That was what happened also in the book of Acts. 3,000 left their families and stayed in Jerusalem. They left it. So when Peter was saying, we have left out to follow you, he meant it too. He meant it physically and literally. <laughs> he meant it on all aspects. We have left, eh? who should we go to? We have left everything to follow you. <coughs> but observe what Jesus told them why he called them. He says, come ye after me. I will make you to become what? <coughs> so, his instruction to them, in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it is clear he called them to do the same thing he was doing. So when he told them to go and preach the gospel, can we say he also, he also told them to also go and make fishers of men? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is it. Look at in Matthew 4. Let's see, let's see another account again. To see that Jesus went to preach. He's not just going to look at people and say, Follow me. If I slap him, don't follow me. That's not what he went to do. Look at Matthew 4, verse 17. Let's see another account. From that time, Jesus began to preach. You see, you know, I've taught you before the difference between preaching and teaching. Ah, maybe some of you are not in that teaching. But I've taught you before the way you preaching and teaching. Preaching is like an outreach, teaching is. You know? Ah. What? Believe in the ministry part one. I think that's why I explained the phrase between preaching and teaching. The wind is already blowing here, are they? No, it was part one, part two. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought it was I thought the wind of this the wind of sleep. I started with you. Alright. Look at the verse 17. It says from that time, Jesus began to preach and say. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So Jesus was preaching, right? Then Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren. So they were good brothers. He saw two brethren. So in the course of his outreach, so one person, Jesus was the one person, just being about repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, preaching. And in the course of his preaching, what happened? He saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother, casting their nets into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said to them, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And straight away they left their net and followed him. Are you seeing, are you seeing what was happening? Yes, so are you seeing that? Now, two out of twelve are brothers. 
So the twelve were not all strangers. So there is nothing wrong in having your roommate, your friends, your classmates as your disciple. There's nothing wrong. Are you seeing it, guys? Yes, sir. In 21, it now says, And following and going off from things, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, and other two brothers. In the ship with Zebedee. So four out of twelve. How many is left? So two, two. Are you seeing it? Two, two. They were all picking them. Two, two. Left in their father, the men in the net, and he called them. And immediately, they, they left their sheep and their father. <laughs> and followed him. In Jesus' words, says, follow me. I will make you preachers of, preachers of men. It implies that it will make them preachers of the gospel. That's what it implies. It implies he will make them preachers of the gospel of the kingdom. He wanted to teach them to do to others what he did to them. The reason for silence and 2023 is so that you will go and train them. What I am doing to you, you will go and do it to others. All the prayer, submitting reports, this and that. Men should submit report to you too. You two should be telling me, why did you not pray? Why is your own prayer 45 minutes? Like two missions, two missions stayed on 45 minutes for years. Why am I calling for two missions in this meeting? Well, it's your time and season. Two missions stayed in 45 prayer for years. It was like, ah ah. It was like, if she goes above the 45 minutes, the rapture will happen. But thank God. Now at least she's doing one hour. Then she now increased to 45 minutes plus. <laughs> Then now, thank God, it has gotten it, it has gotten better. It's no more 45 minutes plus. Sometimes you even say 9 to 9.30. Ah, ah. I'll just be quiet. Just so that rapture will not quickly happen. <coughs> the one we hear this is it's recorded. Yes, the word has to hear. To me, she aki one day. Do what? Are you on Facebook? <laughs> so the word disciple implies a learner, a puppy, a disciple. Is tossed. So a disciple is like an apprentice. You know, I don't even know what an apprentice means. Omoshe <laughs> Yoruba. Ah, for those of you that don't understand Yoruba, what's the English? What's another English word? Try that. Looking for somebody. Says gay. No. Try that. Looking for somebody. That's literally English. Anything. That's the best word. Oh, but that's too touch. Protege. Sister Perry. No, not Sister. Sister Joy Agupiani. 
Uh, no, not employee. Menti. A menti. Let's use a child that is really working for somebody. How many of you have gone to learn back before? That you will be telling you'll be sitting there, you'll be looking like it. You don't be looking like it. I remember those times when people was learning hairdressing. By the time she got come home like this, you know that she's finished. <laughs> they, they finished her. Like, <laughs> like, like, she, but she comes because it's not looking like. But it's in the midst of it she got born again because they stole her phone. I just needed to put that story there. <laughs> They almost kidnap her, so that experience just made her born again. She, she it's October. I remember it's October. It's one well, October season like that. She just ah, I just saw people. I just went to famous people. People just praying. So the, the prayer she had never prayed. Before. So see, there's some people we need to pray that God let their foe die. I'm not joking. So that they will be serious with the gospel. There's some people that we need to pray that. God, don't let this one happen again. Let something just happen that everything, you will just on the phone, the phone will not work. <laughs> she will, the person will try to buy that phone, the phone will not work. So the point that happened will just say, it's your hand. <laughs> <laughs> the person will switch to Samsung, that will just say, it's not working. While lies, so who will be serious with the gospel? I'm not joking. No, who will need to pray that prayer for? Just like, my prayer to God for people worked that way. They just, they just told the fool. And she knew that. Ah! <laughs> you know? <laughs> she thought of the journey before I can get to the And I just have Jesus. <laughs> That's how she got money. There's someone we need to pray for that God, God in heaven, steal this person's food. Let a devil, let let a devil come and steal this one. And they'll be serious. Also, it's a friend. Ulua. Let this one sweep this person away from this person's life. There's a rule like that. There's just one thing injuring them. So this is their progress. Is it that their phone that is blocking them? Or a person? So Jesus' disciples were apprentices. They were learning. They were learning from him. And this explains why they were always with him. They went with him as he preached. Why would you? Let me be calm. They went with him as he preached. They saw him preach. They saw him heal the sick. They saw him teach people. Look at it, Matthew 5, verse 1. Look at it. You know, in Matthew 4, he called them. Right? Right, guys? Yes, sir. In Matthew 5, look at what was happening. And seeing the multitude, he went up to the mountain. When he was set, his disciples came unto him. And that's when he started teaching the beatitude. Blessed are those that he would, they saw him. In Matthew 8, verse 23. Matthew 8, verse 23. Matthew 8, verse 23. He says, 
And when he has entered into the sheep, is what? His disciples followed him. They were always everywhere. Look at Matthew 13, verse 36. Matthew 13, verse 36. Matthew 13, verse 36. He says, Then Jesus sent his multitude away and went into his house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the thirst and the feed. He said to his disciples were there. In Matthew 9, verse 18. Matthew 9, verse 18. He says, While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter now, my daughter now is dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. Look at it, verse 19, what happened? And Jesus rose and followed him. And Jesus would have followed him. So did his disciples. His disciples followed him. Let's go and see how Jesus wants to lay for somebody to be to, 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 to wake up. Are you seeing it? Yes, sir. So your disciples will follow you. They are everywhere. Look at Luke 11. Luke 11, verse 1. I taught you this in prayer by Jesus and by example. Luke 11, verse 1. Discipleship. Luke 11, verse 1. Look at it. He says, And it came to pass that as a certain time, as, as he was praying in the certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, ah, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So even John taught his own disciples. And you know, John here refers to John the Baptist. So he was their teacher. So, a disciple is being taught by his teacher. You cannot have two teachers. It's not possible. Because I learned prayer from here. I learned out evangelism from this teacher. I learned this or the spirit from this teacher. I learned this. No! And that's why the teacher too must be ready to teach everything. their teacher. A disciple is being taught by his teacher. An apprentice is described as such because he is learning from his trainer, his teacher. If you are learning how to make it, you are standing beside the person that is making the year you have seen it. They are telling you, bring the weave. Oh, the weave. Bring another portion. You are just looking. You are just looking at it. You don't look at it. They are looking at how they will use hot water to boil the air. You are looking at everything. They will tell you to go and fetch water. Even things that was not even required in the discipleship, they will tell you to do it. That is an apprentice. So, now, I'm going to get to this before. But look at someone. So, Jesus referenced the word disciples in the following verse. Look at Matthew 3, verse 24. Have you seen that? Throughout this, have you seen that? Some of you have just not paid attention to details. Some of you have read this for gospel, but <laughs> you have just not paid attention to details. Have you ever seen it? Look at Matthew 10, verse 24. Look at something. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, are you there? I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you. Matthew 10, verse 24. Are you there now? Everybody? 
All right, one's already good. The disciple is not above his master, nor the Sabbath above his Lord. Let's do it five. Is this the disciple is not above his master? Don't think it. Don't say I want to be. I want to. I want to. I don't even know. But the scripture is well explained. <laughs> Look at Luke 6, verse 40. You are still learning. You are thinking of how you want to buy the building from your boss. You are still learning how you want to make it. You are even thinking of how you want to have intercontinental. You may even know how to make here. You don't even know how to do Ghana with the year. You are even thinking of how you will have an intercontinental show where the whole world will be coming to make here from you. Ah, ah. <laughs> Ah, look, Caesar's forty. One, two, ready, go. Are we there? The no, not everybody is reading. One, two, ready, go. The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is father shall be as So the word master there means an instructor, teacher, or a trainer. Hence, a disciple is someone that is trained by his instructor. To the end that it begins to function in the same. So I expect all of you are workers, right? I expect that we are doing the same thing. Now, the same thing without me. There is no worker in our church that cannot preach the gospel. Abby? Yes, Abby? Yes, sir. There is nobody here now that cannot get anybody filled with the Holy Ghost. Abby? Yes, yes sir. sir. That is how it should be. Abi, who has not got anybody filled yet? Let me see your hand. That is it. That is it. Every one of you, you are taking note. That's the culture. See, maybe one of these days I will bring my notes of yesteryears and Till today, I still take notes when I'm studying God's word. It's a culture. You have to learn it. I transcribe. That's why I teach you, many times, I teach you word for word. That's why sometimes I'm scripted. I'm teaching you word for word what I learned. I'm being practical with you here. I'm not talking to you. We can decide not to release this material. I'm not, I'm not bothered. I'm talking to you. I teach you word for word. I'm looking at it like this. I'm not, I don't want to make mistake with what I'm saying. Because the person that taught it did not make mistake. I don't put a jasa where they did not put a jasa. You know what they call a jasa? You should know it. I don't do it. I don't over exaggerate. We are supposed not to over exaggerate. You are doing the same. So that shows what is on your mind when you are training somebody. Can the person take note? 
Can the person preach? Can the person get somebody to the Holy Ghost? Can the person pray? All of us now, before we came this Friday, you have done your three hours prayer shift. Abby, yes. who has not done his own? There is nobody. That is discipleship. We are doing the same thing. Before sight and sound, before 6 p.m. that we started, everybody has submitted their report. Abby? Yes, Abby, who has not submitted his own? That is, you see, there's nobody lifting out. That is discipleship. We are doing the same thing. You are being taught, you are being trained. After service, I submit reports. I'm not joking. They did not send me. Why do it? Accountability. This is what is going on in my ministry. Per season, per time. I do it. <laughs> Discipleship. Now, you want to tell me you have a disciple and he's not doing what you are doing. You don't have. So all those you, I'm just teaching the person. And then you are just waste, you are still not doing anything. Are you getting? Are you seeing the picture now? Are you seeing the picture? Yes, sir. So what is the end goal of that you're teaching? To replicate what you are doing, so that when they call for workers meeting like this. There will be nobody lifting up his hand when we say, Who has not preached before? Who cannot get somebody to the Holy Ghost? Who cannot? Who have not prayed? Who does not pray? Who does not take notes? Who does not have notes? Who does not transcribe? Who does not listen to everybody listening to someone every day? All of us as a church, we pray one hour every day minimum. Abi, don't you do it? Or like, Sister, to be sure, I was doing for minutes for years. But thank God, she's not a disciple. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so we said that. As disciples, we are doing the same thing. We are doing the same thing. So, are you seeing what you should be looking for? Right? Yes, sir. So, you see, there's a lot. So now, you know, this cannot happen in a day. Some of you want yourself to be praying one hour today. Or you're supposed to be submitting report today. Or you would know. It will take you time, but you will know that that's still your end goal. You know, even me, we must still reach where I want us to get to. Not to that talk of <laughs> where you want your own disciples to get to. Are you seeing it, guys? Does your everybody go on outreach every week? Abby? Abby? Yes, sir. Abby, who does not go for outreach here? You see, there is no hand. That is discipleship. That is discipleship. 
even though you are not in Rochester, it is expected that wherever you are, you are doing, you are doing outreach. I like the initiative that Sister Indidi did. She did not say, ah, vacation. Thank God, though. Ah, I'm not in Rochester. This, that, 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 that. No outreach again. No. Maryland contacted fire. That is it. But Olemo did not say, ah, no more study group report. No more spiritual goal report. I'll just go to my Uganda and you gang my life away. <laughs> no. Two, three, in fact, if you go and check his report, he said there was a new ticker. Who slept in the teaching meeting? That is it. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not see, you will do vacation. Vacating. As you are vacating. You are vacating to preach. There's nothing wrong with vacation, but in the vacation, there is still how to teach, getting people feed with the Holy Ghost, teaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, a disciple means an instructor. A teacher or a trainer, a master, sorry, not a disciple. A master means an instructor, is an instructor, a teacher or a trainer. And a disciple is someone that is trained by his instructor to the end that he begins to function in the same. Notice that Jesus sent them to do exactly what he was doing. Mat look at Matthew 10, verse 1. Matthew 10, verse 1. Matthew 10, verse 1. Let's go there. Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against what? Unclean spirits to cast out an ill or manner of sicknesses and disease. Is that what Jesus was doing too? At 10 verse 38, how Jesus anointed Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing those who were oppressed of the devil. His disciples doing it? Yes. In verse 2, and now the names of the 12 apostles are this. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, the son of David, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus and Libius, and son, son named Thaddeus, and Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas, who betrayed him, the the uh, who betrayed him and the twelve sent forth and the twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them go so he said give them an assignment Luke 9 Luke 9 go to Luke 9 Luke 9 are you learning something are you seeing it now sir are you seeing it guys so now look at Luke 9 it says and he called his twelve disciples together and gave them Power and authority over the devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to do what? To preach the kingdom of God and to you the sea. Which I showed you how Jesus was preaching, right? I showed you now he, he, he also healed the sick. He's now telling his disciples to do the same thing. Many of you used to follow me on outreach, right? Right, guys? Abi, when we, when we first started, right? Outreach was when? 
almost every day, right? Every day. Preaching. In the snow. Abby? Noah, am I right? In the snow. So if you are preaching in the, in the cold today, it's something we did. All that we are still doing. Healing the sick is a strong culture in our church. I don't joke with the supernatural. There is no meeting. I don't heal the sick. I don't. Getting people feed with your legos. I've taught some of you practically. Done it for some of you. Some of you spoke in tongues in our ministry. Let me see your hands if you spoke in tongues in our ministry. Let me see your hands. Let me, lift it. Let me lift it up. Let me see. That is it. You, you are, why are you not this If I slap you. Why are you not this If I slap. You do not. Please lift. If you spoke in tongues in our ministry, let me see your hands. Good. Just two people do not speak in tongues here. I, I thought you wanted to do that. I was. You. If I sound you, if who got you filled? If I sound you, you that I remember, I still remember what you said. I pray in the door. I pray in the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you. You make a emotion. Make a emotion. I can't even remember. I still remember. You always I pray in the door. <laughs> They will angry me. <laughs> they will angry me. <laughs> you spoke it tongues here. You are to replicate the same. Now some of you cannot count how many people you have got to feed the Holy That is it. Me say I have lost count. Getting people feed. When we were younger, it used to be like water. Every meeting we just hold it. So you were, let's get them feet. Let's get it was like it was like that was the height of our ministry then. Before we now progress into visions and revelation, we kill people with visions. Can you vibe now? Can you just see what we can you see what we are seeing? <laughs> I will share you the story later. We had dimensions in our ministry. The first dimension we first launched into. Can you speak it to us? Come here. That, that was it. I remember. So she stayed on one sister. I said, me, I'm going home. <laughs> I said, I'm going. What lights are like. <laughs> so she said, no. This is what we speak. It is like, I see some skits on Instagram. How some preachers are forcefully, how some skits, how some, mm, even are forcefully preaching because they are holding cane. You will believe the gospel today. That was how Soji was then with, with getting people filled. This is what we speak today. I remember there was one time we were getting people filled with Holy Ghost and rain wanted to fall. Ah! And if that rain fall and these people are not at home, yeah, the parents will kill us. Our ministry, we, it was like our ministry, we had problems the next service. People will not come to church. Soji said, Soji just said, Hey, why? Go and stop the rain. This one, he will speak. It was one sister that was holding the whole 
that did not allow us to go. Others have spoken. I've laid this. We've touched everybody. About 20 people then. Just one. So he said, no. This one, we speak. Why would all these people speak it on? This one will not speak. This one will speak. They say, go and stop the rain. I said, eh, you say? He said, go and stop the rain. I will continue with this one. I needed to do a miracle because if that rain did not, if that rain fall, and you know, Nigeria rain is different from America rain. America, you can still walk in the rain. You can't try it in Nigeria rain. The rain will carry you, the wind will flog you, the wind will do everything. Ah, so I just went, rain, stop. The rain stopped. So the rain was only for the it just ceased. <laughs> I will never forget that. The, the way I walked back, like say I was the one that stopped it. Like say it was not God. I walk, I, I went back like say I was the one holding the rain and I just say, stop. And everybody was looking at me like this. In fact, my own, I was like, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. My tongues change. If I was say, Shabra, Gadabra, Gadabra, Oscar, Oh, Because I just stopped praying. You think it's easy. Then I now put a cross. After I did the Oscar, I said, see, guys, the rain will not stop. The way we know for till the last person you get to. Everybody was looking at me like, the prophet has spoken. <laughs> it happened though. Ah, it has to happen. Because then we are actually praying. Ah, we pray. Ah, we pray. It had to happen. When the last person got to. So, Soji was trying to confirm the anointing. So, he was calling. Have you gotten home? Have you gotten home? Have you gotten home? He called me, said, to confirm if me to have gotten home. So I've gotten home. So when we found out that the last person got home, the rain affair. <laughs> the next Sunday. He was doing me for more rain to force her. I would stop her now. <laughs> you know, that was one dimension. We now progress to another dimension. Visions and revelation. Ah, every small thing. Can you see in the spirit? Why can't you come? <laughs> By the time we come upon your soul, I think I need to start doing it again for people. Why can't you see in this way? Come. Why would you not see? By the time we are done with you, you will, if I, you will be the one saying, please, I'm not done seeing. I'm still seeing what I'm saying. Can I, let, don't let me stop. Oh, boy. I'm going, I think I'm going to evoke that thing back. I'm going to start doing it for people. So, in, in learning the process of making disciples, we must look closely at Jesus' pattern. A fact that we will see. So, our focus must be his focus. Je look at what he was doing to his disciples. You see it. Jesus was teaching them. In, if you read in Matthew 4 verse 17 and 23, just because of time, he was teaching. Matthew 35, he was preaching and teaching the gospel and healing every sick. Matthew 21 verse 33, 23, Matthew 21 verse 23, 
he was in the temple teaching. Mark 14, verse 13, 49, he was teaching. Luke 5, verse 17, says the power of the Lord was present to him. He was teaching, healing the sick. So he was preaching, teaching, healing the sick, casting out devils. At 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, he was teaching, he was healing the sick, he was casting out devils. Are you seeing that that was the pattern in the book of Acts? They were preaching, they were teaching, they were casting out devils, they were healing the sick. That was what Jesus was doing. How many of you notice that's what we are still doing today? We are preaching, we are teaching, we are healing the sick. Who has not, who has not prayed for the sick before in this place? You see, there is no hand. Because it is expected as a disciple that you should have prayed for the sick. There is no, I can't teach you and you should not pray for it. Why would I teach you and you know and you will not love the miraculous? It's not the, our church is called supernatural. If you don't love it, you will like it very soon. This year you will like it. It is called supernatural. Ah! Why would I why would I be your pastor? And you will not like power. What did you not learn from me? Ah! You will learn it this year. But you must like power. You must be hungry to demonstrate power. Ah! I want us to be a church. See, in the utterance that my friend just sent to me a couple of minutes ago, he said, it is called the supernatural for a reason. Ah! As I heard it like this, I heard God. Is this sir? It is called the supernatural for a reason. Power! If there's something I've heard over the years, and I'm telling you guys today, I've heard it countless times, that our ministry is going to be characterized with the miraculous, strange miraculous. And it's not just going to be me alone. It's going to be everybody working it. So get used to it. You are connected to a ministry that, that is backed up with God. Power! Ah! You can't be a, you can't be a disciple here and not know how to eat the sea. And not touch so in case and they will not stand up. It's not possible. What did you learn from me? The power is our, our own way of showing off his power. We don't have any suit we are using to show off. Our own show off is that we have power. Power! Power! You must be hungry to demonstrate it too. Don't worry, this year I'm going to teach a lot on it. Ah! <laughs> oh boy. So, preaching, teaching, casting out devils, healing the sick. It must be something you are doing. Are you seeing that you have a long way to go now? Are you seeing it now? In making disciples, because this is it. This is how to make disciples. You are, so it's not just born again. 
What is your intention with that born again? Are you seeing it now? Are you seeing it now? So, your intention is not for them to just know it, but for them to do what? To be teaching it too. I remember when I met Noah. The very first thing I told him was, my mission for your life is to make you what? I did not tell him two things. I said, see, I don't have any plan for you. The only plan is that you will be a pastor. It is cut out. You know, the wind is blowing you. Better help yourself. Easy. Don't, the wind is blowing you small, small. Better, <laughs> better quickly assist yourself. It, it has not even blown for you, but it has blown you several times now. I just did, you are there, you are there, you are Furthermore, he taught them to pray. Look at in Max, Matthew 6, verse 5. I believe if there's one thing you will learn from us in this ministry, it's prayer. <laughs> Some of you that know prayer life, you cannot come to this, our church. <laughs> I'm sure that's even one of the first things you will learn. How many of you, how many of you understand? How many of you know? How many of you, how many of you agree? That one of the first things you will learn in this church is that, ah, <laughs> they pray. How many of you, how many of you agree with that? That this way, the only thing just do is this way, you pray, 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 pray. <laughs> it's, see, I'm sorry, but I, I don't have juju. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't have juju. I don't have one, um, one red thing that I spoke to <laughs> before I came to service. I said, walk home. Just walk. <laughs> Just walk. Help me. I don't have it. The only thing I have is this Bible. And, ah! Only one. That's all I have. If I came here today, hours on my knees, hours upon hours. Sleepless nights, hours. I came today. I don't have any alternative. I don't know who can help me. Only God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yesterday, all day. Do you hear why I came to the house? All day. Just pray. 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 I don't. So, I can't be your pastor and you will not be praying. It's not possible. It's not possible. I just told you yesterday, almost all day I was praying. <laughs> you desire? You will not be praying two minutes. It's not possible. I don't do three hours. You do three hours prayer. I don't do three hours. I can't do three hours. That's my own minimum. <laughs> you know, people were able to do more than three hours. I reduced it for you people. I don't do three hours. That way you do three hours prayer. I don't. You do one hour daily. That's my minimum. 
The day I want to be lazy, that's my minimum. So that's why when I see that some of you don't even pray the one hour again, I'm impressed. I'm like, you are catching the memo. That's why when we teach, you can't hear me and, not be, and I will not be fresh all the time. It's not possible. You can't hear me yesterday and hear me today and not say I'm fresh. It can never happen. I'm, never, I'm not a stale preacher. I'm not. I am always fresh. Because my backing is on the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. <laughs> prayer. You have to pray. We will all pray together. We will all faint together and wake up together. I remember mission is possible. You guys were praying in the in the hall. I went around the city. Checking, my leg was in pains. Praying. I was just walking around the city. Walking around. Looking at places I've never been to before. Just checking it and just praying. Catching serious bodies on the streets. Shouting and praying. The bush I took you people to. The bush I used to take you people to to pray. That's the bush I first saw. In this city, when I first moved down, I was going on outreach one day. Let me tell you, I found that bush. I was going on outreach one day. Instead for me to do outreach, I just thought, ah, this is bush. And I just started praying there. I prayed till I came out of the bush. I was like, eh, so this is the way. So that's why I took you there. So I will all go there to pray. Ah. If there's anything I don't joke with in this life, I can play, but when the times of prayer. So, you can't be a disciple and not have a prayer life. It's not possible. It's not possible. Matthew 6, verse 5. It says, I went out prayers. He taught them prayer from verse 5 to verse 13. He taught them prayer. Luke 11, Luke 11, verse 1, Luke 11. So, how, how would you, so if you are making disciples, are you seeing that there are things you have to teach? Yes, I cannot go a year, I might say a year, even six months without teaching your prayer. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. I'm already gathering my series. In fact, the way I want to teach prayer this year, me and my friend want to exchange notes <laughs> of prayer. We want to exchange it. Like, I think we want to teach it the same one. We want to be exchanging the notes. Right. So what are you saying today, your child? I said, okay, this one, so we exchange. You say this one. That's how we have planned it. So that, we will be saying the Holy Ghost when we are teaching the prayer. Ah. <laughs> Look 11 verse 1. It says, and it came to pass a certain time. When he sees, he said, Lord, teach us how to pray. So, he taught them to pray. He now says, and he said to them in verse 2.
When he pray, say this, he taught them. We have several teachings of prayer. Prayer by precept and by example. The best I can recommend for you, stability prayer track 12. Just listen to that one, you will pray. Because that one was taught in, in the in fact, let me tell you, let me let me give you the real truth about that one. I just finished praying and I was still praying when I taught that message. I prayed for some hours. Then I just logged on and taught the message and went back to pray. So you can't hear that message and not pray. It's not possible. That's why it looked like I wanted to slap you from the from the message. <laughs> because this is I don't even know what that pray, that message did to you. I don't even know. Ah, you can't hear that message and not pray. It's not possible. If you hear the message and not pray, you are not born again. It's agreed that you are not born again. As you are hearing the message, you don't be talking in tongues. That is what it does. You can't hear fervency in prayer and not want to be fervent. I say you are not born again. He taught them to pray. Look at Matthew 17, verse 1. He says, and after six days, Jesus take Peter, James, and John and bring them up into the high mountain apart. Luke 18, Luke 9, verse 28 to 29, the same thing. So Jesus taught his disciples to pray. So they saw him preach. Are you seeing it? Just like all of you now, you are seeing me preach now. They saw him preach. They saw him do what? Pray. They saw him heal the sick. And afterwards, he sent them to do what? To do the same. Some of you used to go and power our church before, right? Right, guys? We go and heal the sick together. We minister to the sick. We minister to people. So in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, when he instructed them to go and teach, And it says, go back there, Matthew 28. Let's go there. Are you learning something, guys? Are you seeing it, guys? Are you seeing how to make disciples? Uh, I'm sure that your discipleship will be fresh. It will. So, no matter who you are teaching, white, black, yellow, they, in fact, we have a, we have a pre teaching on why we pray aloud. Because we don't soliloquize in prayer here. There are some churches they will just sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prayer time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh! Oh! Glory to God. In prayer meeting. Prayer. Oh! Hallelujah. Glory, glory. In prayer meeting they are singing. They will use what, what let's say let's say let's say it's a two hours prayer meeting. They will use one or thirty minutes to sing. 
Then I said, let's just watch, appreciate his name. Let's just ask him for anything you want. Hallelujah. Yeah, we don't, we don't even have time to sing. See? Let's just open our Bible to Ephesians 1. We don't have the time. It's prayer meeting. We go straight. After we are done, we can sing. You don't get it. It is called prayer meeting, not worship meeting. We don't have that time here. So in your own prayer meeting, I don't expect that. You guys say, Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> that is wrong. That's not what you learned from me. None of you have you have never seen me do that. Never. Hallelujah. Where we first used 40 minutes to worship before we pray. It has never happened. Not in this life, nor in the life to come. That's teaching. Prayer meetings. He taught them to pray. I remember when we were teaching Noah to pray then. He first sat down for one hour. I looked at him. I said, God, this one, this one does not know what he's doing. I mean him. I told him, can you say, is this, what I would, is this how we just go to pray for one hour? So he did not know what he was entering. I said, do worry. Go and listen to this sermon first. He listened, he shall pray. Then the next meeting, I make sure there's no sheer idea. You don't have to tell them. You just take them to field. How would they sit down on the field? You don't have to tell them. Just go to the castle and read the shower, push it back. <laughs> That's all. And when I was training, we stack the shower, shift it. <laughs> Let it not be. All the space be free so I can walk around like Christians. Because when you start sitting down like that, it's an invitation to the course. That is why we stand to pray. So that you will not be tired. So you will not feel dizzy. Only my mother can do it. And I'm not my mother. Even my mother lies down like this. This is how she lies down, hold her hand like this. I don't know why she does it well like this. And she does not, she does not do because she actually lifts her voice up. I believe that's why. But imagine you are sitting. <laughs> Invitation to Uticos. It's it will start your you see you don't see that your mouth is expanding. Uh, <laughs> invitation to Uticos. We we have a summer. Why we pray aloud? That is why that's why that's why the title is that way. So when you come to our meeting, and you say, ah, yeah, oh, 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 you don't be wondering why are this was mad. What is that hearing those voices? Don't be wondering. Is this supernatural committee or 
or psychological community. <laughs> Is this supernatural or psychological community? <laughs> we have a teaching. Why we? In fact, this year I'm going to expand on it more, so it will be clearer. Why we pray aloud part two for that light on it? <laughs> it will be like for that mass, or we call it for that mass, or why we pray aloud. And when you are saying, ah, yay, oh, ooh, you know what? Ah, <laughs> I thought these people were too sure. These are the people that just <laughs> we entered this place together. They were, they drove us. They spoke normally. We said, "Ah, yeah." <laughs> is he that? He, is he that so that he used to? That used to amaze me the most. Yeah, we had gentle. Hi, yeah. When did I come to prayer? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what I Ah. Who is this? We are about to kill me. Here. <laughs> I remember being sure this person. Some of you, the way you just lift, you just bring the tongues. The tongues was just sounding. Hey, pastor want to kill me. Hey. 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 This one she's sitting. Hey. Oh, prayer is labor. It's not kidding. So, and as you are training your disciples, it's not the first day you train yourself. Hey! <laughs> That's not. <laughs> Some of you, that's how you want your disciple to pray. <laughs> Don't, let's say mission is possible is June. Don't go and bring disciples you start raising in May. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? They will not cope. Oh. And they just hear that they are giving one grip. (laughs) 
That's not how you of disciple reverse pray. Your disciple reverse learn from soliloquy. You reverse soliloquize. <laughs> That's how Abraham was. He will tell you he's praying. He? Ah, bro, are you? He said, yeah. What's the prayer point? Every chance one sister. Ah. I see myself, I see myself. <laughs> hmm. No. So you train them gradually. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yes, it's not it's not immediately. Favor once argued on why we should why we should even stand in prayer. So we came to pray years ago. So many years ago. We get to pray. I feel like I say, I have a question before we start to pray. Why should we stand up in this prayer? Then she yielded to the devil, and that's how we did not pray. We use the whole service to teach on why we stand in prayer. That's how we did not pray. But me, I know how to get them back. Then, then we now had the next prayer meeting. She now wore glasses. Every remember that one. <laughs> you were there now. Oh, you were not. I don't think you guys have come then. Oh, you were not there. You guys have not come then. Favor when glasses. My eyes was spinning. And that was an invitation to Uti comes. I don't went to her. I don't went to her. But you see, your eyes were spinning. The glass was so black, so you cannot see this side. So you see, when I'm, when I'm talking about favor, we have history. Favor has been the Goliath in our ministry. So you see, when I'm mentioning favor, she said, ha, I should. Uh, she was just going. In fact, though, you know that kind of sleep, you will, you will sleep your whole father like this. He happened. And I said, ah! And she still denied that she's not sleeping. I wish you guys have come then. Those were interesting days. <laughs> but now, we thank God. So, it was, this is a process. Are you seeing it? It's a process. Do not expect that your disciples will start saying, yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> because of the way you push the pain, like, ah! They have killed me. <laughs> no one will not be looking. <laughs> What's going on with this? <laughs> Especially when you guys first came. I will pray. I will. No one will just be opening his eyes like this. Uh-uh. <laughs> Psychiatric patients. <laughs> this is not how they taught me. <laughs> you know? So, but, that's, but that is how to pray. You labor in prayer. That's how to pray. You pray. You deal with things. I wish some of you see me pray. I wish. But no. 
It says, go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So, it says, and don't forget, he told them in verse 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And that all power was to make disciples in verse 19. So, we said the word to teach implies to make disciples, that is to enroll someone in a school. To make someone student. And this goes beyond giving the person information. But grooming people by teaching and practice. You are grooming them. So the word teaching applies to explain. So teaching them to observe whatsoever things have commanded you. So his disciples are to teach. Now what are they need to teach? Number one. What they have been taught. They are to teach what they have been taught. And number two thing, how they have been taught. Where, what they have been taught and how they have been taught. How and where did they teach them from? In Luke 24 verse 25, Luke 24 verse 25, He said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophet has spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to raise again, and ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expanded to the, <coughs> the scriptures the things concerning himself. He says, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expanded the things, he expanded unto them the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Look at it in verse 44. He said, these are the words which I speak unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which are written in the law of Moses, in the prophet and in the psalm, concerning me. And he opened their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. And thus, in verse 46, and he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus he built Christ, to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Now, <clears throat> So in verse 44, he says, These are the words which I speak, which are written. Now, observe the truth scenario. Jesus began his teaching from Moses' writing, the beginning, the law of Moses. And that is descriptive of Jesus interpreting the scriptures. The word beginning implies precedence or commence from. That is, he started from there. So, in other words, Jesus began interpreting the scriptures to his disciples from the writings of Moses. From the writings of Moses. In other words, beginning from Moses and all the prophets, we, we, we imply a pattern with which he taught them. And it was, it was firstly from the writings of Moses, the writings of the prophets, of all the prophets. So the phrase, the law of Moses, is in contrast with beginning from Moses and all of those things. That is the first five books. In other words, Jesus was referring to the first five books, Genesis to the Thalonomy. 
So when he says, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was yet with you. In other words, this implies that the same truth that he taught before the crucifixions are the same truth he taught them upon the resurrection. It also implies that the same way and manner he taught before the crucifixion is the same way he did upon the resurrection. However, understanding his audience in the periods differed. So you have to understand his audience. He had to understand that his audience have changed or they are they are not the same. You see an example in Matthew 9 verse 3, Matthew 19 verse 3 to 5 when it says the Pharisees was tempting him and saying uh, is it lawful for him to put away his wife and all of those things and the Pharisees came to him asking him is it lawful for him to put his wife away in other words that is the man and the woman were married and all of those things concerning marriage and divorce and he was asking is it lawful and all of those things and Jesus answered in verse 4 in Matthew 19 verse 4 he said have you not read that that which they made them from that which made them leave father and mother to cleave to his wife and the two shall cleave to him. For this cause, the two shall become one. So when he used the word, have you not read? It implies that Jesus was referring to the writing of Moses and the prophets in the scriptures. And the audience understood the facts. So that will mean that... <clears throat> Because if you read Genesis 1 verse 1, Genesis 1 verse 27, it says God created man in his own image, man, male and female, and all of those things he created them. In Genesis 2 verse 24, he said, a man shall leave his father and his mother and all of those things, and he shall cleave to his wife and all of those things. And it says at the beginning, and that beginning was referring to a pattern, the writings of Moses. So they now asked him another question in that Matthew 19, verse 7. He says, Why then did Moses give, the, give us a divorce, a writing of the mother to put his wife, his wife away? Notice that Jesus also replied them from in Deuteronomy 24, verse 1. Jesus also replied. If you read Deuteronomy 24, verse 1 to 2, that was where it asked, that was where they asked that question from that. Why did Moses give us a writing of a bill of divorcement to divorce their wife? Then Jesus responded in verse 8. He said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to put your wives away. But from the beginning it was not so. He still referred back to the beginning. And this explains why Moses gave them instruction because of the hardness of their heart. So, Moses' instructions were because of the hardness of their hearts. They didn't believe the gospel. So, many of the things were not the things that God really ordained. So, Moses gave them the instructions and referred to the Pharisees speaking to Jesus and all of those things. The hardness of their hearts. If you read in Hebrews 3 verse 7, uh, this is not a teaching meeting for that, but I'm just trying to, to, to just come up with that. Hebrews 3, verse 7 to 19, Psalms 95, verse 7 to 11. You also see the day of provocations and all of those things in Numbers 14, 11 to, to 24, 
when Moses was explaining that the provocation was not believing the gospel, hearkening to the voice. I'm going to explain it in this Let There Be Light series, hardening not your heart and all of those things. So, in other words, so Jesus taught them from the writings of Moses, that is in the beginning, Genesis and all of those things. He taught them from Moses' writings in numbers similar, just to explain to them. So, Jesus had a pattern of teaching from the beginning. And with Jesus' explanation of marriage helps us to see that. It's helps uh, us to see all of those things. So, I'm trying to see what I have here. So, you will see narratives of I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, the Pharisees, we ask him question, whose image was what is in this inscription in Matthew 22, verse 15 to 22, that whose image is this? And Jesus responded again and taught them from the book of Genesis. In Genesis 1, verse 26, and all of those things, he responded. So Jesus had that pattern of teaching that he always started from the beginning. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was a pattern of teaching. So, even in John 5, verse 46, he says, If you have believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. He wrote of me implied that Moses, by reason of the five books, wrote of his fulfillment on the resurrection of Jesus. So, this implies that Moses' vocabularies in his writing will form a pattern of how the writers in, in the scriptures taught and all of those things. This is not my major summer, but now, look at something. In that Matthew verse 28, verse 18 to 20, it can therefore be asserted that a person cannot be a disciple of Christ if they are not taught from the scriptures. Because Jesus always taught from the scriptures. Are you seeing it now? Because I showed you now, just quickly, I won't call that I showed you, but I just roughly showed you. How that Jesus was always explaining from Genesis, teaching from the scripture. There was no question that you would ask Jesus. Jesus would not explain expressly from the beginning. So if we walk them through from Genesis down to Malachi, are you seeing it? That was Jesus' pattern in teaching. So a disciple of Jesus cannot, so you, you cannot say somebody is a disciple of Jesus if he doesn't, if he is not taught from the scriptures. So when Jesus now told them in that Matthew 28, now let's see it in that Matthew 28, when he says, I am teaching them whatsoever things I have commanded you. So when he, when he says, I have commanded you, it implies to enjoin, to give charge, or to instruct. So Jesus was instructing them to do to others what he did to them. So can I safely now, in sight and Psalm 2023, can I give you that instruction that go and do to others what I'm doing to you? Can I give you that same instruction? Yeah, so I can't because I am doing something to you. Me teaching you at 2 a.m. now is because I'm, I want to do something to you. It's intentional. Not because I cannot tell you to go and sleep. No. 
I'm intentional with what I'm doing to you. You must know how to sit with the word in our church. Because, see, I am going to teach till I die. And you are going to keep listening till I die. So you have to get used to it. <laughs> I have not, not even scratched the surface of, of what I'm going to teach in life. And you have not yet written as much as you want to write. So if you thought you know Bible, hold on. You don't know it. You will soon know it. So when he says, I have commanded you, he says, teaching them to do whatsoever I have commanded you. So it means whatsoever I have instructed you to do, do it to people. Whatsoever I have commanded you to do, do it. Whatsoever I have instructed you, whatsoever I have charged you to do. So Jesus is instructed you to do to others. And how will they do it though? How will they do it? By training and instruction in the scriptures and in practice. They will train people. They will give them instructions in the scriptures and in practice. So a disciple is someone who is being consistently taught. All of you are listening, right? You hear the word every day. You are praying. There is no... In fact, we give you assignment. Very soon, we're going to translate it to... No, no we, are, we are already doing sets. So, huh, projects are loading. When I mean projects, set one, we write a project. Set two, we do... All of you, we... Let's see. The way... Let me just keep quiet. A disciple is one who is being consistently taught from the scriptures in a defined local assembly, in a definite location, with a definite leadership. When Jesus, when the 12 disciples now want to look at the master, look at their disciple, if they ask the 12 disciples, who is your master? Who will they say? Who will they say? Who will they say? Jesus. That is who they will say. But in our 2023 world, a lot of people have several teachers. That is why we are teaching this. One teacher they are following on Instagram. One teacher they are following on Facebook. One teacher that is giving them prophecy. One teacher that is giving them prayer. One teacher that is giving them instructions somewhere. Ah, ah. So a disciple, I'll come again, is one who is being consistently taught from the scriptures in a defined local assembly, in a definite location, with a definite leadership. In a defined local assembly, you are learning and growing from our church. Right? Right, guys? You are being taught God's word, taught prayer, taught how to preach, Taught how to study your Bible. Taught how to grow. How to help others. Are you getting what I'm saying? In a definite local assembly. In a definite location. Arienta Street. Some of you, it might be one classroom. It is agreed. And with a definite leadership. 
Look at Mark 16. Let's see what Jesus said. We are bringing it home now. Now, not so now. Let me say, let me say this. In our 2023 world, the word disciples may not be common. Not in this conference, but I'm going to probably show you. Maybe in this conference, maybe not. I'll probably show you the pattern of discipleship from the Old Testament. I'm going to walk you through Moses and Joshua, Elijah and Elisha, Samuel and um, Eli and Samuel. I'm going to walk you through patterns of discipleship like that. Joshua and Caleb, men like that. I'm going to walk you through, maybe not this conference, or maybe in this one, maybe, but maybe not this one, to show you that it has been a pattern. But the New Testament made us to see it as disciples. So that's why, as in our local church, we call it disciples. Look at it in Mark 16. Some, some church call it student of, student of our church. Some church call it student. I don't know if I've seen churches that call their churches their, their members to them. Some churches call them students. Some churches call their people members. <laughs> I think that one is very general. Everyone is a member. It's a member of the church. It's a member. And what does that mean by member? Isha attending. He's <laughs> just coming to church every Sunday. That's all. They don't even care when, what is going on with the person's life. As far as the person is a choir. The person is singing. The person is a... He shall give me offering too. He's a member. The person does not pray. The person is a member, but the person is dancing on Instagram. <laughs> eh? I should do the dance. Stand up. You, you, you come and show Do the dance for us. Come, drop your Bible. Do the dance for us. Do it, oh. The one you know, do it. Do it. The one you have seen me do, do it. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> now look at Max 650. And they said unto them, Go ye to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. In answer, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Is that what Jesus was doing? Yes, In my name they shall take up serpent. They shall drink any deadly thing. They shall lay hands. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. That was what he was doing. Now, since after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received on the side, and they went forth everywhere, preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them, the Lord walking and confirming with the signs following. So Mark says, go to every creature to preach. Every creature here refers to all men. Anyone. Whosoever. That's what he refers to. And this is, and this salvation is a precursor for salvation, for discipleship. Precursor for this practice of discipleship. In Luke 24, verse 20, 46 to 51. You will see the same thing. It says, repentance and remission of sins will be preached in this name among all nations. So if you put Mark and Luke account together, 
he shows us what the former thought as the preach the gospel is explained as repentance and remission of sins. That's even in John 20, verse 21 to 23, he says, Whatsoever sins ye shall remit, they are remitted. Now, how are sins remitted through the preaching of the gospel? That's it's that simple. Because in Mark 16, verse Mark and Luke give us a like Mark 16, verse 16, say, He that believeth is baptized shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. Luke 24, verse 47 says, Repentance and sins, repentance of, repentance and remission of sins shall should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So it can be said that remissions of sins, which is called salvation, is preached and received when a man believes the gospel. At the 10 verse 43, to him give all prophet witness that through his name, whosoever believe on him shall receive remissions of sins. Mark 16 verse 16, he that believeth on him shall be baptized, and he that believeth on him shall be damned. Romans 1 verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to anyone that's, to everyone that is saved, we that believe it, to the Jews and to the Greek. So anyone who has believed the gospel received salvation, salvation remission of sins. So what happens after salvation? What happens after salvation when the man is saved? What happens? Let's also what Jesus said to Peter. Go to John 21, verse 15. What happens when, when, when a man is saved? John 21, verse 15. Are you learning something? You have to learn. I'm almost done. I mean it. I'm almost done. For tonight, though. Not for the entire meeting. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Seeing how to make disciples? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No. Are you seeing a process? Yes, sir. It's not that you see one person to, 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 tomorrow now and the person is saved. You may, you may say, and the person is praying in tongues. No. Hold on. Let me teach you. Give me your hand. No, it's not even like this. You see? Oh! That is no it. It's a process. Are you hear what I'm saying? Are you hear what I'm saying? It's a process. Let them still pray first. At least, let them even see do. Let them even see do. Let them even still whisper in tongues first. Before you say, you will gradually walk them through it. Does that make sense? Is that see the very first thing you will teach them is why we pray aloud? They've not even learned how to pray. You are teaching them why we pray aloud. She means you first even let them even put their mouth and pray. Have you seen it? It's gradual, but they will eventually get there. Now look at Matthew, John 21 verse 15. Look at so when, when a man is saved, what next? John 21 verse 15. Where this remission of sins is preaching the gospel, right? Yes, sir. We're good? Yes, sir. We're good? Yes, sir. So when they are denied, when they are dying, not denied, sorry. <laughs> When they are dying, are you there? Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, 
lovest thou me more than this? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. In verse 16, he said unto him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, Love thou me. And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, love me thou, love thou me. And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me. And he said, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Now, he asked Peter this. Three times he asked Peter that question. Do you love me? In other words, do you have a great value for me? That's the meaning of that question. Do you love me? Do you have a great value for me? So Peter's discharge of his responsibility was to feed his lambs, his sheep. And that is his way of demonstrating his love for God. So that means if Peter feeds... So some of you that say you love Jesus... I love Jesus. I love Jesus. He's my friend. He's my friend. I mean, I'm not the lady. I mean, I'm not the lady. He's my friend. He's my friend. If you love Jesus, your love for Jesus is demonstrated in how you feed his sheep. It is demonstrated in how you feed his sheep. He applied two different words to explain what he expected Peter to do. He used the word bosco, B-O-S-K-O, B-O-S-K-O in the Greek, as feed in verse 15 and 17. And it implies to provide nourishment for the sheep. To provide nourishment for the sheep. Bosco, B-O-S-K-O, Bosco. That's the word feed in verse 15 and 17. And it implies to provide nourishment for the sheep. And it is also used to describe a headsman. Not Fulani headsman. No. <laughs> not that one. No. Not Boko Arano. It is used to describe headsman. How we provide pasture for his head. Provide nourishment for his sheep. He prescribed headsmen how he provide pasture for his head. Look at where it was used. It was referenced in the following text. Let's quickly do this. At 8 verse 30. Not at. Matthew 8 verse 30, sorry. Matthew 8 verse 30. Matthew 8 verse 30, you should be there already. Right, guys? Matthew 8 verse 30, are you there? He says, and there was a good way from an head of many swine doing what? Feeding, providing nourishment. Mark 5 verse 11. Mark 5 11. Let's see how it was referenced. You should be there. Now there was nine the mountain of a great head of swine doing what? Feeding. Feeding. 
Look at Luke 8, verse 32. You should be there. Look at this. Are you there? Yes, sir. And there was an head of many swine on the mountain, and they besought unto him that will suffer unto them, and he suffered unto them. He suffered them. So, go back to that, our John 21. So, we said the word bosco used as feed. It's used to provide nourishment for the sheep, right? And it's also to describe the headsman, how he provide pasture for, the, for his heads. And, and that was used in verse 15 when he says, Simon loved me more than this, feed my lambs. In verse 17 he says, loved me more than feed my sheep. He used another word in verse 16. When he says, in verse 16 he says, he said unto him the second time, Simon loved me more than he, he said, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Because, and that word feed is from the word poimano, P-O-I-M-A-N-O, poimano, P-O-I-M-A-N-O, P-O-I-M-A-N-O, poimano, feed. It implies to care for, to nurture, to care for, to nurture, to care for, to nurture. To provide oversight, to care for, to nurture, to provide oversight. So he used two words, Bosco, right? And Poimano. Bosco means what? To provide nourishment for the sheep, right? And it's also to describe the headsmen. I provide pasture for the heads, right? Yes. And Poimano, it implies to care for, to nurture, to provide an oversight. To care for. Look at how Paul used it in, in, in Acts 20 verse 28. Acts 20 verse 28. Look at how Paul used it in Acts 20. Are you, are you there? Acts 20 verse 28. Are you there? Is everybody yes, there? Sir. He says, Take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flock, over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he has possessed with his own blood. To feed the church of God. Peter also used the same thing in 1 Peter 5 verse 2. Look at 1 Peter 5 verse 2. You should be there. Yes, sir. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 1 Peter 5 verse 2. It says, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight. Are you seeing it? Poimano, right? Yes, Not by constraint, but willingly. Not a filthy looker, but of a ready mind. So Peter was teaching, teaches that the way that oversight is exercised is by feeding. The way oversight, how many of you know oversight? At least you know, understand English. When they say something is oversight, what does it mean? What is oversight? Eh? What? He said what? Like a shepherd. Handling people. 
What is it? Please help me have some oversight over those children. To watch over them. And Peter was saying, look at what Peter said, feed the flock of God which is among you. Taking oversight. So the way Peter teaches us to have oversight is by feeding them. And to feed is to teach from the scriptures. How your disciples will eat. It's not by, give me money, let me buy Chick-fil-A. No. You have to feed them the word. Look at me. Don't I teach you the word? Day and night. Even midnight. Ah. Teaching, teaching every time. Like we want to die. That is exactly how you should be doing it to your disciples. That is how you should be bringing them for meetings too. Now both of you, we both, the wind of sleep will be blowing on you people. <laughs> so go back to John 21. So in John 21 verse 15 to 17, Jesus was instructing Peter to provide guidance and leadership. So in discipleship, you provide guidance. So you are going to be a guide to them. Remember where we started from in Wild Harvest? They are like sheep having no shepherd, right? So now they found a shepherd in you. You are going to provide direction for their life. You are going to provide, teach them. Some of them may not even, some of them may not even know what, to, what is going on in their life. You are going to be there. It's not done by just sending text. Hey, no. It is practical. Discipleship is real time experience. You are looking over their lives. You don't disciple people online. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't disciple people online. It is practical. Real time experience. I told you, I thought your mission is possible when I was teaching you follow up. It is a personal touch. So, Jesus was instructing Peter to provide guidance and leadership and also to care for and feed the sheep. To care for and feed the sheep. So hence, we see that the emphasis is on providing nourishment, which is teaching. You will teach. Ah! You will teach. You will teach, oh. You will teach. Some, sometimes, before they can successfully pray, you might have taught all the series we have done on prayer. <laughs> before one we pray, you will teach. You will just be teaching. That is feeding. Never you think you have taught enough. Me, I don't think that way. How many of you know that? What I taught in mission is possible. 
uh, how to follow up. It's something I've taught years ago. All of you know. Yeah, go and look at the drive. You will see it there. How to follow up one, how to follow up two, how to follow up three. It's the same thing. Mission report, we only call this session one. <laughs> it's the same thing. The same thing. You will just be teaching till they understand it. Years ago, you did not understand it. Now you do. Abi? So, the emphasis is on providing nourishment, which is teaching. And it shows that the key factor in discipleship is teaching. You cannot raise disciples by just saying, sit down here. Carry, did it. That is lording over their lives. You can only raise disciples by teaching. Teaching. It shows to us that teaching is critical. It shows that the key factor in disciples is teaching, and the shepherd is so critical and important to God's work on it. So the shepherd is so critical because he has to understand what he's doing. So by implication, thus Jesus by implication was saying to Peter. What you do to my flock is what you have done to me. Jesus did not joke with his disciples. He was teaching them night and day. Took them to prayer. Taught them everything. Ah, guys, Abi, do I joke with you people? No, tell me the truth. Too. Let's be sincere. Workers retreat. Too. Let's be sincere. Do I? Ever since you have met me, Ah, I don't do. You are Jesus people. You, you must see your disciples that way. That what you do to this one is how Jesus is. That, so, by implication, God told Jesus, um, love me. Meaning, if you love me, you will labor. You will be saying, schedule. My schedule. Oh, schedule. Schedule. As I was looking at my scary. So who are Jesus' sheep? Who are that? As we as we begin to close. As we begin to close. In John 10. Look at Jesus already told us in John 10. Look at John 10, verse 11. See, John 10, verse 11. Who are Jesus' sheep? John 10 verse 11. Don't woo. John 10 verse 11. Then we'll have another session and call it a night. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not a shepherd. So look at what he said though. He says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd does what? Does what, guys? Are you willing to go the extra mile for a soul? 
for your sister, for your brother, for your friend, for your disciple. He says a good shepherd does what? Look at what he now says in verse 12. Let's read on. He says, let's just, let's just, let's read. He says, but either is an iron and not a shepherd, whose own sheep are not, see a wolf coming and leave the sheep and flee it. It is so, it is saying, it is somebody that doesn't own you. It's like saying, you don't own this place. You are not going to care even if it burns. That's what he's saying. You know, says, investigate the alarin fleet because he's not an iron, because he is an iron and care not for the sheep. You know, says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I'm known of mine. And my father knoweth me. Even so I am the father. I lay down my life for the sheep. Ah, yeah. In verse 25, Jesus, look at verse 25. Jesus answered them and said, I've told you that you believe me, all the works. I do for my father's sake. In verse 26, and I say, But ye believe me, because ye, he says, But ye believe me not, because ye are not my sheep. As I have said unto you, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And I give, and I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So the farm sheep is figurative, because Jesus' sheep refers to those who have believed the gospel. He places premium on this church. Loving Jesus refers to specific things you do, which is to feed this flock. So, do you love Jesus? Guys, I will ask you again. How many of you now love Jesus? How many of you love Jesus? Let me see your hands. Let me see. If you love Jesus, some of you don't love him. You will feed the sheep. Loving God, he says, if you love me, feed my sheep. Feed my church. Loving God is to love his church, which is demonstrated by teaching his word. So if you love God, you will be a teacher. You will just be teaching. You will be raising men who will also teach. If you love me, show it in the gathering. That's what Jesus is saying. Show it in the garden. Those who gather in me, the flock of God. In Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. Look at Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. So I begin to close. He says, And they that gladly received the word, we are baptized. And the same day we added unto them about 3,000 So, What did they do? They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in the breaking of bread and in fellowship and what? Prayer. Is that what Jesus taught them? They continued in it. So can they say they love Jesus? Because they were teaching. The apostles' doctrine refers to what the apostles taught, what Jesus had taught them. Go to Act 19. At 19 verse 1. At 19 verse 1, you should be there. It says, and it came to pass. Let's read from verse 1 to 9. Or verse 1 to 10. It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, finding certain disciples, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? 
and they said unto them, We've not heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And they said unto them, Unto what were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. And they said, Paul. And they said, And said, Paul, John very baptized with the baptism of reverence to people. It should be verse 5. And they heard it. And they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Paul laid his hands on them, and the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And all men were about 12. And they went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom. And when they verse were added, and believed not to speak unto the multitudes, and separated in the disciples daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Look at what happened. He was teaching. So after salvation, what's the next thing? Discipleship. After salvation, what's the next thing? After salvation, what's the next thing? So, when you go out for outreach and you get somebody saved, what should be on your mind? That is, and discipleship is primarily exercised by what? By what? By what? By teaching. Teaching will involve explanation. So, what will teaching involve? So as you are teaching, let me tell you what you are doing. Teaching will involve explanation. You are explaining things to them. You are instructing them. Many of you don't do that. Many of you don't know how to instruct people. Pray and get back to me. So go and listen to that sermon. Do this. Do that. Teaching will involve instruction. Exhortations. Every little opportunity you are talking the word. Corrections. You are always correcting. What did I say? Number one? Number two? Number three? Number four? Number one? Number two? Number three? Number four? After salvation is what? After salvation is what? Discipleship will involve what? Teaching. Good. Paul, let us carry the same instruction. Look at the First Timothy 2 3. First Timothy 2, verse 3. Are you there? First Timothy 2 3. You should be there. He says. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Look at what he says. He says, who will have all men to be saved? That is, salvation will come first. Then what will follow? The knowledge of the truth. That means, he says, to come. to the knowledge. That implies to grow. So as with growth, it's a process that takes time. Growth is a process that takes time. It implies that growth does not just happen once, but happens incrementally. It happens over time. People grow over time. As you keep teaching, correcting, instructing, exhorting them, they will grow. But a lot of you want them to be. What somebody says? Let's say this together. You want them to. You just want them to be doing like that, from the first day you met them. 
Ah, ah. That's not disciples. And remember, that same Matthew 9, I think I forgot to say this in that white harvest, when I was teaching well, the unchurched people is also the harvest because they are sheep having no service. So they may be saved, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, but no church. No commitment everywhere. They are just listening to every pastor online. That is the harvest too. Because those ones, imagine they are brought into the church. They are effectively discipled, well-trained to carry out the work. Are you seeing that? They will be able to raise more harvest. Are you seeing that? Than going all about and forming social media prayer all the time. Twitter space prayer. Who does that? You see people gathering on Twitter space and say, let's pray. Oh, when you get a church, let's, let's pray. You are trying to form doctrine. Twitter space. You say, Just to come and show off tongues. That's what they come and do. The tongues that is sweetest the most. Rubbish. So, it doesn't, growth does not happen once. It happens, so you must, a, a shepherd is a patient guy. You must be patient. I was patient with all of you here. I was patient. Says, come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth means the reality. Because Jesus even expressed himself as the truth. In John, John 14, verse 6, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to me, but I agree. Well, but, but, but no man coming to the Father, but by me. So, as I round up now, finally, John used the same farm as Jesus did. Says, for the Lord was given by grace and took him by Jesus Christ and all of those things. So Jesus is the truth that should be taught. Even in 1 Peter 2, verse 2. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. Look at there. Look at it. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. After salvation, what is next? After salvation, supernatural people. So what is next? How is discipleship done? What does teaching evolve? And it is a process. Are you hearing me? First Peter 2 2. What did he say? Let's read it together, everybody. One, two, go. One, two, ready, go. As newborn babes. That they will grow. Second Peter 3 18. Making disciples. What did he say? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. Uh, not all of you. Not all of you. I'll wait for you. Everybody is there now. Second Peter 3 18. One, two, ready, go. Says, but grow in grace. So in other words, the believer is expected to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. The believer is expected to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. And 
This knowledge comes by teaching and by practice. The knowledge comes by teaching and practice. So, in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 19, 19 to 20, it says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the <laughs> and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that have commanded you, and lo and with you always to the end of the world. It is evident from Jesus' instruction that the goal of preaching the gospel is what? Is what? Discipleship. After salvation comes what? Discipleship. So what goes on in the gathering of the believer as the word of God is taught is practiced as discipleship. As you are seated 3 a.m. Yeah, 2.55 a.m. this morning and still hearing the word and taking notes is discipleship. That is what discipleship entails. So it is suffice for us to say that a disciple of Christ is one who is being taught and trained by the word of God. Being taught and trained by the word of God. So making disciples, therefore, will ensure that men are learning Christ in the local church. So it means that you are going to make your disciples learn Christ through the local church. It will mean to make a person who has believed the gospel a student of the same gospel. So he has believed the gospel, but now he is now a student of the gospel. And that is what discipleship means. Blessed? Blessed? Commit your heart in prayers this morning and just trust God for a fresh discipleship. That you have heard God's word this morning. And you are committing yourself to a fresh discipleship. That you will not make mistake in raising men. You are seeing that loving God is feeding his people. Pray for your heart. Pray for yourself. This morning.